Hi, Meg. Hi, Kieran. How are you? I'm doing really well. How are you? Good. <laughs> Good. This is that moment where you tell me what you've been thinking about, usually. Totally. totally. I was thinking about how we offer <laughs> fulfillment. <laughs> we offer tools for fulfillment and how nobody else does. <laughs> I come from the world of like healthcare and medicine and healthcare and medicine, they cap out at health and wellness. They don't go all the way to fulfillment and they need to. Yeah. Like if you think of wellness, you don't, they don't always go all the way to fulfillment. No, they go like, okay, your blood pressure is good or you're, you know, you have a you're nice feeling routine. good. You've got a nice, yeah. Your balance is good. You've yep. got some tools for your, when the mental health gets a little overwhelmed. Yep. But we're not necessarily fulfilled. In this huge, delicious, yes, thrive space. Exactly. And then we've got like the high functionality people, you know, that are going to optimize your functionality as humans, like a Wim Hof or an Andrew Huberman. And same thing there, you know, they can get to a high functioning body um, where they can run 100 miles or, you know, do whatever amount of push-ups or whatever. But they don't know about fulfillment. Is it delicious? And then we've got the world of psychology where I come from, where they cap out at recovery. The idea is you were depressed and then you've recovered um, and then you're done and therapy can end. But again, who knows about what the desire of these people is. Um, and then we have a spirituality where they cap out at awakening. So you awaken to your true nature. But what does the body want to eat? <laughs> What's your fulfillment? They cap out there. So that's what I've been thinking about. Yeah, I think it's really incredible when you can... Um, find that place in yourself of profound fulfillment, you just want to reach down and bring other people there. Precisely. Precisely. That's exactly what we want to do. <laughs> well, let's get in the show and start doing it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kieran Trace. And I'm Megan Rogel. Welcome to Humans Decoded, a story of hobbits, fairies, elves, dwarfs, gnomes, and humans. If you get lost at any point, there is a deep dive on all the different avatars in episode one. It includes notes. Thank you for joining us in a fun little chat about the vast potential of our human makeup. Let's start the show. Okay. Let's, uh, let's <laughs> do a what's in the bag. Our favorite game show. <laughs> And you guys have been writing in with your bags, and we love it. It's really fun. We've got an elf who has a little wee bag, because that's us elfies. Ideally, no bag, but there's a little bag with a credit card, a wallet, a phone, a lip balm, and I'm the same, a couple of fuzzy throat lozenges. <laughs> fuzzy throat lozenges. That's it. That's it. Credit card, wallet, lip balm, and fuzzy throat we also have a fairy wrote in. What's in the bag? And this was so great. Or like which bag? <laughs> or like work? <laughs> this is good. So old snacks, ten pens I have actually stolen from work, <laughs> headphones in case I want to listen to music or a voice memo. There's sunglasses, but they're buried deep. There's some crumpled cash. There's a teal and rainbow stethoscope. <laughs> Of course. Of course there is. A stethoscope Just is in necessary. Case. Yeah. Just in case. Some old batteries, but from where? Um, candy. Yes, of course, to pass out to sad-looking co-workers. Yes. Talk about Muna, just yeah. like a butterfly going around. However, if it's not work, mm. if it's a city trick, and it's the fairy's bag, it's a small book and a small journal, mm. probably with lots of sparkles and, and colors, yes. I imagine. Um, an iPad, headphones, 
sunscreen, snacks, a pastry I just bought, and a second crammed in pastry <laughs> because I overestimated my hunger. Um, a weed pen in case there needs to be just a little more sparkle. And of course, a nice coffee. Plus the phone's in my hand most of the time. And for the record, I'm never going to use any of those reading and writing <laughs> devices, but they have to be there. Oh, 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 delightful. Delightful. What is in your bag, people? We want to hear. Write in. Write us. <laughs> cool. I've got um, a cute gnome anecdote. Okay. She says, my parents were visiting this weekend, and I was asking them to tell me stories of when I was young. They told me that when I was five, my dad wanted me to sit on his lap and mow the lawn with him. I wouldn't do it because I couldn't understand how the lawnmower worked. So they put me in the car and took me to the shop that sold them. Okay, I got to slow this down. This is so cute. They said, (laughs) so parents are like, sit on dad's lap and go mow the lawn. And this little baby gnome's like, dude. I don't know enough about lawnmowers. I can't get on there with you. <laughs> I got to go do get, the research. I cannot get on that. <laughs> I cannot go for the ride unless I understand the mechanics. Is this what she's saying? This oh, is, my God. Yes, this fantastic. little baby girl. So they put me in the car and took me to the shop that sold them the riding lawnmower. And for the next five hours, the gnome there explained to me every detail of how the mower worked. <laughs> gnome founder people. She was there. She was with her people. My parents, who I think are a hobbit and possibly a fairy or an elf, said they were bored out of their minds. <laughs> Five hours at the lawnmower store. Can you imagine? I'm so grateful they took me there to help feed my little gnome mind and didn't squash me. P.S. In case you're wondering, once we got home, I was more than happy to ride on my dad's lap and help mow the lawn and also was sure. <laughs> now I <laughs> no, understood. She understood. I had that five-hour lecture yes. from the experts yes. and now I can sit on can proceed. lap and lawn. <laughs> I've got the information I need. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> um, and help mow the lawn and also was sure to tell him what he was doing wrong and fill him in on the boring details about his lawnmower for months. My hobbit dad was so tired of it after a few weeks, he put a bag of concrete on the seat and let me mow it myself as a five-year-old. Oh, my God. Okay, those of you, this is the gauntlet down. If you are the parent of a little baby gnome, this is the kind of beautiful um, upbringing that really nourishes them. Give them the research. Bring them them to their people. Bring them to the other gnomes. Yes. Let them hole up with the other gnomes. Yeah, exactly. In all things that they're interested in. And then give them the power. (laughs) (laughs) Let them school you. Let them school you. Whatever. Oh, that's so good. Oh, that's a delight. That is a delight. Today, We're trying to crack down the hobbits mm. and their antagonists. That's kind of right. Where right. We're, That's where we're at. Where we're going. This is the next moment, and we're here. Mm-hmm. And it's almost, it's almost um, cancels itself out when you go hobbit because mm. there are no antagonists. Because <laughs> hobbits are all silly, all gushy, all hearts, all snuggles and cuddles. Uh, they ain't got no antagonists. <laughs> Who, 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 who? This is what I said in the early podcast episode, right? Where I was like, but can we be all friends? <laughs> we're all friends. Are we all friends? Though? We're all friends. So <laughs> in as much as there are avatars that have less overlap, mm. the hobbits will just be fans. Yes. They'll just be the fan. Yes. You once said to me that the, my love feels like I'm your number one fan. That's the, the way it is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like we've talked about this in, in teaching where it's like if you're working with me, you feel like I got your back. I got mm-hmm. your front. I got your side. <laughs> like 
I got you. Now you risk bigger than you've ever risked because I got you. And Megs feels like, oh, I'm your biggest fan. I love you so much. I love you so much. You just There's nothing you can't do, kid. You just shine. <laughs> so therein is the difference of the uh, felt sensation of different coaches. Yeah. Um, okay. But if we had to if boil it to. down – we really end up with only two right. um, areas where there's very little overlap. Mm-hmm. And I would say it's actually hobbits and fairies. Mm. And that's specifically because you have that slow movement of hobbit and then the speed of fairies. Right. And there the two shall meet. Mm. And then hobbits have a pottering, and a pottering is, is tends to be it, – it's a free flow, but it does go A to B eventually. Like it's it's in order to accomplish tasks mm-hmm. versus the um, ideal flow pattern of a fairy that is that Muna. It is <laughs> – once it lighted on A, it may never, ever, <laughs> ever get to B. Um, and that – it again is like a, there's a challenge. There's an inborn opposite mm-hmm. there, um, and then and again, but again, this is this is really hard to to see as a challenge. But it could be. Mm. Is it hobbits or finishers? Like, True that they'll they'll we'll finish. fucking finish. They'll go finish. the long haul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they will take the ring to Mordor. Yes, we and you will take yep. it there. Yep, you're not going to collapse on the way. We're going to make this happen. Yeah. Not with effort necessarily, but it we will go the long haul. <laughs> yeah, and you will finish. Yep. Whereas the fairies are initiators, mm-hmm. and so um, you can see that obviously the diversity in this is going to make a good team. But if you were actually trying to get to finish together, you're not yeah. if you've got the fairy <laughs> in the camp with you. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, how many fairies have dropped off to the side. Yeah. <laughs> While I forged ahead. <laughs> and I might say humans and hobbits, but let's first just examine the fairy and hobbit antagonism. Mm-hmm. Um in the sense that um, they can get on each other's nerves. Yes. Yes. It, it can definitely be fingernails on a chalkboard yep. Yep. situation yep. where you're pulling your hair out because the, the, the value is in different directions. Very different directions. Exactly. This was my marriage in large part. Yeah. You get <laughs> yeah. burned out. Burned out. Exactly. Each yeah. other. You burn each other out. Yeah, exactly. The slow pace of the hobbit, the needing to finish, the needing to get to A to B. If you're a fast paced, innovative, beautifully all over the place fairy, you're just like burned oh, out of absolutely. that. Like, oh. Oh, so slow and oh, sluggy. Yeah. Yep. And vice versa that. Exact that the example of the fairy to the hobbit. Yep. yep. Okay. So, um, th- then the challenge of you makes me who I am. Yes. Yes. <laughs> As our theme with the antagonists. Yes. Thank God you carry that side of the of the Equation. zone. Yep. Because mm-hmm. I have this side of the zone, and then if those two zones get together, it makes this. What's the team? Yeah. So where where do you overlap? If you happen to have a bestie or a romantic partner or your kid and mm-hmm. you are a hobbit fairy dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, where, where do you end up? I think one, the first thing I think of is that they both have really good cheer and they're quite playful and silly and fun. Um, 
which was definitely the case with my ex-husband and I. We had a lot of fun together. We threw a great party together. We would do bits together <laughs> on the regular. Um, people who went to our wedding said it was the best wedding they ever went to because it was just pure fun. We danced, we sang, we did stand up, we did, you name it, we did it. It was just a great party. The only the only issue was there, but there was a marriage attached. <laughs> Right. And so what are the two – so it's the – It's playful and, and the cheerful. Good cheer, and, and then the Hobbit is really good at what? Like executing – Executing that – Fun details. Vision, actually. And, the, and yeah, of the party. And executing the fun details, exactly. So the um, so fairy's like, bringing in all this fabulous way that this party's going to roll exactly. out. And the Hobbit's going to make it happen. We're going to make it happen. And But it would be like – Hobbits are very visual spatial. So I would do a lot of the stuff at the party, right? I'm setting up the chairs. I'm putting all the decor out. I'm cooking the food. And Michael's putting the vibe in place, right? He's got the music. He's got the tech going. He's got the show that he's putting on. He's creating that vibe so that it really ran the gamut you know of a really good party and then that was the case with the wedding you know he did all the music and, all and he's all networked and he yes. knows the collaborators he knows yep. who to call and when to call yep. and bring in with this yep. talent his amazing comedic in. friend was our officiant and his other friend was the trumpet player our gnome friend and then I, I, I assembled a bunch of dancers to do a Bollywood dance <laughs> and <laughs> chose the food and, and like that so the two, so the combo is really great and then it both the both that note of cheerful and fun and playful is really where we connected there. Mm-hmm. I also think there's a there's this fun podcast called Trash Tuesdays. I can't recommend it because it's a little too crass, <laughs> and there's a gnome in the mix. But there's a, a hobbit named Esther Povitsky and a uh, fairy named Annie Lederman, and they are hilarious together. They do amazing bits together. This other woman, Kalila, on there, bless her, but she she can't keep up with these two hilarious broads um, who who play off each other uh, as fairy and hobbit, and they tease each other in this really great way, kind of like the Crystalia and uh, Brian Callen. So I recommend checking that out. Um, the other way that I think there's an overlap is that both hobbits and fairies are artistic and and kind of do and make a lot. Um, fairies in a completely different way, obviously, not slow and steady like hobbits, but you know, we have this really dear fairy friend who she and I collaborate on the uh, craft and art projects all the time. We are constantly talking about her illustrations or um, she's going to be coming in to visit soon and we're going to have a little art studio together. And she, the way that we do it is different, but we both produce quite a bit of stuff. <laughs> like in a, in a month, she might produce five items and I might produce five items, um, way more than a gnome friend, you know. Um, but how we do it is completely different. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, I like it a lot. I like it's that you're really landing in that place of good cheer and playfulness. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we do want to hear from you. So if you're in a relationship as a fairy hobbit, you know, totally. tell us tell us those specifics in your life yep. where you really found the match or where you're really struggling against yeah. the diversity. Um, and if you can't tell, we love yeah those nitty gritty details. Yeah, yeah, bring in those nitty gritty details of how you find that. But but we find it it's that art. So you're saying the artistic, mm-hmm. crafty, the playfulness, mm-hmm. the good cheer. Yep. Um, letting one initiate and letting the other yeah. finish. Yep. Um, letting one potter and letting one. F- flutter and flight yeah. about in the mood yeah exactly and you might do a, the, the same art project but you'll do different parts of it and you'll do it in a different way yeah <laughs> yeah and you can sort of see like 
the fairy being so bright and playful and captivating and, and the center of attention and work in the room and all those lovely things. Yeah. And then that hobbit of the big heart mm-hmm. and the, the, the big, you know, blinky eyes mm-hmm. and the, the, the earnest, so earnestness. Yeah. That's a very captivating uh, yeah. movement together. Yeah. Yeah, we were often voted most fun couple. <laughs> oh, of course, yes. Michael is such dear, and yeah, yeah. Um, and here's Meg, best ever person in, <laughs> in the world. Um, so yeah, the two is totally amazing. I can I never thought of this before. Like, how many people's hearts broke when you guys broke up <laughs> because of their story? Their story, yeah, story. totally story. Yeah, exactly. Like identified story of these two beautiful <laughs> sweethearts and their deliciousness. Yeah, totally. totally. Yeah. Michael yep. walks in the room and boom, yeah. <laughs> the center of attention is super, you know, it's that, captivating. He's yeah. very captivating. He's so funny. Yeah. And there's lovely you. Yep. People yep. would project a lot. Yes. I'm on. constantly telling people we're still great friends. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. In fact, it's we've moved really, on and yeah. it's great. Yes. <laughs> Everybody's happy. We're here. okay. Everybody's good. <laughs> It was a very successful relationship. Yes. It very successfully ended. Yes. And then we have very successfully moved on. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all a success story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's look at those um, those hobbits and the humans. Mm. Because I think what we're really up against here is um, the humans who are very on trend, mm. aware of sort of the – the majority rule, the, the, right. the flow of the um, collective mm-hmm. and kind of right in that sweet spot of that is. And we, yeah. we often talk about that, like sub, sub, suburbs yep. are home for humans because yep. Um, yep. they're right on the pulse of that, like where's the majority zone? Yeah, right that, in the middle of that normal curve. The normal <laughs> curve. Yeah. They, yeah, they hold the normal yeah. curve. Yeah. They're yeah. very yeah. good at what is the normal curve. And hobbits, not so much. Hobbits are going for cozy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All things cozy. Yes. Bringing outside nature elements inside. Yes. Bringing like <sighs> mellow lighting mm-hmm. and snacks and, and blankets and pillows. And, yeah. and always headed for that cozy mm-hmm. over the over the trend. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be a fight. That's going to be a fight yeah. at the local um, – Home goods store. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You need separate carts. Yeah. You need separate carts. And, and also, like, yeah, exactly. Designing a space or um, that sort of thing. Best to have different rooms. Yes. Yeah. And then also with the humans, we do have that marshalling quality mm-hmm. of a human. Like, even an inter- very um, – introverted human is still going to be marshalling exactly it's still going to be holding that like everybody's role Mm -hmm. and kind of like a blue healer animal like like hurting everybody and and whereas the hobbits are very quiet natured people yes 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 yes. (laughs) it was like quietly walking into spaces and quietly you know like yeah you nip at my heels no no yeah yeah (laughs) you know i'm 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 I've got peace, a peaceful quality here. Or if you're on the same team and you're like, let's just go marshal into this yes. room. And the hobbits just want to be very quiet-footed. Yes. And yes. just sort of like so, hang at the back. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and the, No and rush the, here. Yeah. The humans are right up at the front, you know, like holding holding it. Right. And then um, – and again, this is kind of a hint 
of where the overlap could be, but mm. it's also, I think, by nature, in its most authentic form, a clash, is that, is that humans, lots of stuff, mm. a lot of stuff, storage yeah. containers, storage mm. units, storage. Mm. And the hobbits, it's stuff that is very precious. Yes. It isn't about quantity. No. It is about the preciousness. So we're really exactly. going for like, and it's a different value because I'm with the human. It's like, this is precious stuff. This is whatever, beautifully made blankets like, that, you know, is everyone's at Nordstrom's. Got this yeah. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Like yeah. we're redefining beige and beige is gorgeous. Now. <laughs> yeah. Look at the Zen feel that it has. How is this not precious stuff? Yes. And for a hobbit, unless it's like been made with love, delivered with totally. love. And has a full backstory. Like we're the great storyteller. So we've got these, I've got every single item I have has a full story to it. And I would love to tell you the story. And I would like Marie Kondo, like I could literally kiss every item I have. It's so precious to me. And so storied, so full. You're yeah. right. And so and has such history and depth versus the conflict. trendy. Yeah. 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 But, um, <laughs> but other than the fight at the home store and um, that, like, you know, marshalling at a family, you know, holiday yes. or event, like, you could just see, like, if you're going to see the sports game together, the right. Hobbit and the human, the, the human's got all of the sports gear is ready to play and the Hobbit just wants to, like... <laughs> Stay home. <laughs> Stay home and under the covers on the couch, have some tea, you know, maybe watch a little bit of the game, you know. Yeah, that little yeah. quiet, yeah. quiet nature generally, even though it's an, like, that's the thing. Even if it was an extroverted hobbit and an introverted human, yes. you're still running in that same space. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about where do we find the overlap and how do we put those challenges to their right. best advantage? Okay. My first thought is that they're both home focused and there is this mutual desire to make a nice and functioning and welcoming space for friends and family. And so, I, you know, my aunt is a good example of this when, when, um, when we would have her over Thanksgiving, we could count on her to like bring the things we needed, right? Bring the napkins, bring the side dishes, bring those forks we needed, bring the whatever. And and she was really helpful with that. And she has the same desire. How can we make the family really feel welcome? How can we fill that role? Um, and so ours, mine would be a little bit maybe more for, from from the heart. <laughs> and it's not that hers isn't from the heart, but it's it's a so so meaning the Hobbit would be the one to lead that charge of like okay here's what would be great for the holiday um, because it's going to have a little more depth to it. But the the human is great at marshalling it, so we have a common goal there. Um, I also think that that they're both service oriented in that sense, like like let's serve the family, let's serve our friends. Um, Humans are very earnest in that way. My aunt is 100% on board with that. That's all she wants to do is serve her family and be in her role. And that is her satisfaction. And it's my satisfaction too. It's my favorite possible thing. If I have like a little gift for you and you come to my home and, you know, I've got the right blanket that I know you're going to love and the right food I know you're going to love. And, you know, you feel, you feel loved and you feel served and you feel deeply supported in whatever you want. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> so we would share that. And, and again, my aunt was, was always really helpful. And my human friend that I've talked about before, 
um, uh, like your college. My, my college and high school friend. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She, um, same thing. We would kind of throw parties together, um, back in the day. And it was very similar. She had all, she had all the props and all the things you needed for the party. And I would kind of put the theme through and, uh, and it really worked. The other overlap, which is kind of a funny thing is, is, is what, uh, she did for me back then. Uh, you know, we, my mother and I moved to the suburbs of Detroit and we were kind of the, we were the, the low income house in the high income neighborhood, you know, um, or the, you know, the cheap, poorest house in the nice neighborhood poor or whatever. Kid yeah, the, the poor rich kid in the rich kids. Yeah, exactly. And humans have all this stuff. They have all these trendy things. And, um, Pam would give me her handy downs hand-me-downs because i love old stuff right and i love stuff it with a story a story <laughs> yes so i got her old skis and i couldn't we couldn't really afford skis for me but i got to be i got to have a pair of really nice skis and boots because um, we wore the same size and got to learn to ski um, on the ski team you know and the ski club because of pam oh yeah that's a nice story when you talked about that i do because i have a lot of humans in my family also um and food is a really good place for them yeah. to collaborate where where my the humans in my family they would always want that food piece uh, at a gathering or a family mm-hmm. gathering to be very available, plentiful, right. um, multi multi layer, yes. serve everybody, and it was would really be the hobbits who would bring in the quality, yeah, or put like I like what you're saying, like the theme through yeah. it, yeah. Um, because I can, I can really see that. Yeah. It's like my my grandmother was amazing with food. She was a human, and um, but it would definitely be my her daughter um, who would bring, who's a hobbit, who would really bring the like the through line. Yeah, you know, like not just the role of like a Sunday roast yeah. for the family or the role of Thanksgiving, but it would be her hobbit daughter who would just bring all the heart mm-hmm. and all the like like that that special dish that someone loved mm-hmm. and made sure that that was a part of it yeah so the through line it, it makes me think of the british bake-off too how mm-hmm. there'll be like a theme um of of something and somebody will be like oh it's all christmas or it's all right you know that like there's a way that the hobbits are just like really bringing the story yes that helps bring also the heart and connectivity yes and tradition yes. that really supports the human who wants those things yes um and and wants that tradition and wants that but yes. isn't necessarily focused in that direction so exactly. much as um, more the shapes, the role, the, yes. the you know, the placeholders, yeah, the, exactly. the proper etiquettes, the, yeah. you know, like when yep. the human's doing that, you can sometimes miss that, like yep. the sweet connectivity. Yeah. And we're so thorough with this too. Talk about like, you know, it's like, I, I want to get the lighting right and the look of the room right and the food right and uh, the music and the sense and you know it's a very full body expression for hobbits. You know? And hobbits are really fulfilled with that. It makes me think about um, the Lucy Maud Montgomery books, yeah. a Canadian author famous for the Anne of Green Gables stories. She has a beautiful um, collection called Pat of Silverbush, mm-hmm. and Pat is a hobbit, 
And Pat's like most delicious, most fulfilled thing to do is to like polish the silver, mm-hmm. not because there'd be polished silver, but because she loves the silver. It's yes. been in her family for generations. Her great granny, you know, yes. had it. She just wants she to wants make to touch it. it. She, wants, she to wants, touch wants to watch it, it shine. Yes. And give it its full respect. Yes. You know, like, like this Marie Kondo, right? The love. I love something so much. And so to love all over yes. it. And then the the Hobbit, who or the human who might come in, who in these books was her was her nanny, who was mm-hmm. this great nan, who would be like, you wanted she wanted the silver polish. You know, like, <laughs> yes, yes. This, this is a, if anybody's confused about a Hobbit, these are the beautiful books. Pat yeah. of Silverbush. There's another one, Jane, Jane of Lantern Hill. Jane of Lantern Hill, <laughs> which is an all time favorite. Yeah, um, I share this with all of our community members. Um, the Lucy Maud Montgomery books are fabulous mm-hmm. for pegging each of these avatars. Yes. And they're um, low pain body books. So Very low pain body. Yeah. Don't indulge that pain body. But they are of an era. And that mm-hmm. era was very, very much um, Caucasian-centric. It yeah. was thin-bodied centric. Women yeah. were domestic. like So they were written towards the beginning of the century. And a so lot of roles. Yeah. A lot of those stereotypes and a lot of those um, repressions and, um, you know, isms. There yeah. was, the sexism is in there and uh, racism is in there. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. so those are in there because yeah. of the, the cultural time that she was writing in. Mm-hmm. But anyways, beautiful books um good for adults as for kids and mm-hmm. pat of silverbush yeah so so you can see that they're they're homemakers yep. together yep. it's very lovely yep and again if this is a relationship of yours you and your kid you and your adult kid um a, a romantic partner your domestic partner whatever and there's ways that you guys over um connect in those nitty-gritty ways let us know mm-hmm. i'd love to, we'd love to hear it love it hey um in our last podcast, we had that question posed to us of someone wanting to know right. a little more about the deeper, deeper dive of our, our own lives. Yes. And I, sh- so I told the whole story of mine. Yep. 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 <laughs> it's my turn, I guess. <laughs> cool. Um, okay. Well, here's the Cliff's Notes. Um, so I grew up rurally in Michigan. I was an only child. Um, with a gnome father and a fairy mother. And my parents, it was very sweet. Uh, childhood. My my um, my parents divorced when I was around eight. So then I had two very unique households. Um, I was in the home with my mother, uh, and then my father lived on a lake, and I got to go like water skiing and play with frogs and things like that. So I had a kind of split childhood. Um, later, my mom moved to the suburbs, um, where I met my human friend, <laughs> and had a bit of a culture clash. I was sort of like hanging out in the suburbs of Detroit once I went to high school, and um, kind of. Uh, yeah, upper middle class. And then I would go back and visit my dad and I would be kind of lower middle class friends and we would go to like barn dances and, um, you know, drink Bud Light. And, you know, and so it was a really, I got a wide range of um, of income levels and experiences there. Um, I don't have any kids, but I do have some. <laughs> and I, they started with animals, as you might imagine, as a, as a hobbit. Um I was told by my parents when I was about four years old that I couldn't have a dog. But around the same time, I learned uh, of God. I learned that there was such a thing as God. And so when they told me no, I was like, well, I'm just going to go to God. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> Mom says no, Dad says no, but, but God might God. say yes. yes. There's a God. So I was on my knees praying every day for nine months, and then my dog showed up at the door one day. It was a Halloween night. And there was a scratching at the door while I was eating my tacos. I remember it so vividly. I was just turned five. And I announced to my parents that my dog was here. And sure enough, there was a little blonde fox-looking puppy at the door. And I was like, yeah, that's my dog. (laughs) And they were like, what? (laughs) And I was like, whatever. So they didn't let him in. (laughs) God Um, gave me this Yes, I mean, it's very clear. But the mom wasn't having it. They left him outside for two weeks, just giving him water. But he never left. And um, eventually my dad convinced my mother to let him in. My dad named him Samwise uh, because Samwise never left Frodo. (laughs) And he was my best buddy. I could cry thinking about him. He was my 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 absolute best friend as a kid, along with some other hobbits, hobbit humans. <laughs> um, so I had him as kind of one of my, my, my pals. I had as a kid hamsters and lizards and frogs and turtles. I spent my summers with, you know, playing with animals. I had a Shih Tzu in high school. I had a Yorkie in grad school. And now I have a little terrier mutt named Radagast, who, as Kieran can attest, is growing up. He's, he's growing up. He's, he's found his pack and he's becoming a little less of a baby and a little bit more of a, a little guy. So those are my uh, animal kids. And then I have had some kind of human kids. Um, Kieran's worked with a lot of the young kids. Many years ago, I worked at a group practice, and they called me the teen whisperer. <laughs> um, so I, I worked with a couple teens from then. This is many years ago. Um, and then another teen from an integrative center, a medical integrative center I worked at. And all three of these guys who are now in their mid-20s are still with me. So they went from being therapy clients to my coaching clients now, and they're they are kind of like my kids. I was talking about it to one of them just the other day, and we were like, well, let's just tell the truth. <laughs> you raised me. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So uh, one is coming to stay in January with us. Um, one might be coming for Christmas. I mean, this is total blasphemy <laughs> as a psychologist, but I don't have a license anymore. I've let all that world go. And it really, in my heart, was always a secret dream that I could take these these kiddos home with me. <laughs> and now I get to do that. So... Um, Anyway, now I live with a few of my chosen family, um, although I do think that life chooses it all <laughs> for us, so I don't always love that phrase, chosen family. And big reveal, one of them is Kieran. <laughs> we have a large um, state property here, yeah. and, there, um, and so there are, there are a bunch of us bunch here. A bunch of us here, yep. And we live with our friend John. We also live with my pup. <laughs> and <laughs> we, others, yeah. We have others, exactly, others who the were here. clan here. Yeah, exactly. And we have some neighboring cats who, are, <laughs> who hang around. Yes, of course, um, all the animals yeah, exactly. that live here. Um, and as far as relationships go, um, thanks for asking. We've had many beautiful and kind and intelligent men in my life starting in high school. Men who have taught me a lot. I've had many, many loves. Uh, every man I've ever dated, each one had beautiful talents and interests that I carry with me to this day. Um, and they've been a wide, wide range of dudes, um, various colors and backgrounds, and uh, had dated artists and business professionals, and but just I've really run the gamut, and I've loved them all. Um, I got married to Michael uh, in 2012 to my charming fairy ex-husband, um, and we, like I said, threw great parties, had great fun. Um, it. Uh, and, and we have zero regrets about that. We separated about six years later in 2018. Uh, we probably got together, I think, in 20, 2008. So we were together 10 years. Um, and I would say, you know, really the conflict there and the, the reason, you know, 
well, there's many reasons, but anyway, we, 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 it was, it's all good. It all has been great. We um, are now in right alignment, I would say, which is great friends. Um, and since Michael, I've had many, what I would call playmates, because <laughs> um, I wasn't looking for commitment at the time. Um, beautiful and wonderful men, including a very talented hobbit who uh, showed me the delight of hobbit love, <laughs> which I had never really known before. So I feel very blessed in all of the relationships, both with humans and animals, <laughs> and the current ones especially. All right. Cool. Cool. There's, those are the beans. Spilled, spilled our beans. There's the beans. There's all the beans, y'all. Um, okay, so spill your beans in, in the comments, especially the nitty-gritties of your relationships. Yep. And we will be back with you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening. We obviously love hearing what you think. Your feedback helps us make a better show for you to listen to. So feel free to comment and you can do it at Facebook, which is the Humans Decoded Podcast with Kieran Joyce and Megan Rokel. And um, if you're not on social, you can always email any questions to us at outreach at kierantrace.com. And um, thanks for listening. We love you. Thanks, everybody. Love you. Love you.